You choose to be in a good mood or a bad mood. The bottom line is your choice how you live your life. Thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. We welcome all of you who are joining us by television and those of you who are joining us at airjesus.com. Thank you for being with us, and we invite you to just stay tuned to our message today. And I'd like to just read a little humor as I often do, these are some quotes or stories taken from children in church. There was a three-year-old named Reese, and this is how he began the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who does art in heaven, Harold is his name. <laughs> There was a little boy who was overheard praying. He said, Lord, if you can't make me a better boy, don't worry about it. I'm having a real good time like I am. (laughs) After the christening of his baby brother in church, Jason sobbed all the way home in the back seat of the car. His father asked him three times what was wrong. Finally, the boy replied, that preacher said he wanted us brought up in a Christian home, and I wanted to stay with you guys. (laughs) One particular four-year-old prayed, And forgive us our trash baskets as we forgive those who put trash in our baskets. (laughs) A Sunday school teacher asked her children as they were on the way to church service, and why is it necessary to be quiet in church? One bright little girl replied, because people are sleeping. <laughs> Praise God. Just a little humor to humor you with. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 through 11. Let's read together in unison. Ready? Read. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. And we can actually stop right there. That's really the gist of what I wanted to share. We just want to use as a subject... Staying upbeat when you get beat up. Staying upbeat even when you get beat up. I love, I really love people who are able to take life in stride and maintain their joy, 
their optimism, their outlook on life, their sense of humor, and not to take life too serious, even in serious situations. There is a resiliency that it breeds in us when we're able to go through the challenges of life and to remain upbeat even when we get beat up. And it's so easy to be discouraged. It's easy to be in despair. It's easy to lose hope and throw in the towel and quit. But we have this choice that's been given to us. I like something that somebody said. In fact, I think I said this. It said, uh, <laughs> we don't always choose what we go through, but we certainly choose how we go through it. So we can't always choose what we go through, but we can choose how we go through it. And so we have this ability to be upbeat even when we are beat up. I have something that I, that I kept, something that I think my mother emailed this to me months ago, and I kept it because it was good. And I want to just read this about a man named John. John is the kind of guy you love to hate. He is always in a good mood and always has something positive to say. When someone would ask him how he was doing, he would reply, if I were any better, I would be twins. He was a natural motivator. If an employee was having a bad day, John was there telling the employee how to look on the positive side of the situation. Seeing this style really made me curious. So one day I went up and asked him, I don't get it. You can't be a positive person all of the time. How do you do it? He replied, each morning I wake up and say to myself, you have two choices today. You can choose to be in a good mood or you can choose to be in a bad mood. I choose to be in a good mood. Each time something bad happens, I can choose to be a victim or I can choose to learn from it. I choose to learn from it. Every time someone comes to me complaining, I can choose to accept their complaining or I can point out the positive side of life. I choose the positive side of life. Yeah, right. It's not that easy, I protested. Yes, it is, he said. Life is all about choices. When you cut away all the junk, every situation is a choice. You choose how you react to situations. You choose how people affect your mood. You choose to be in a good mood or a bad mood. The bottom line is your choice how you live your life. I reflected on what he said. Soon after, I left the tower industry to start my own business. We lost touch, but I often thought about him when I made a choice about life instead of reacting to it. Several years later, I heard that he was involved in a serious accident, falling some 60 feet from a communications tower. After 18 hours of surgery and weeks of intensive care, he was released from the hospital with rods placed in his back. 
I saw him about six months after the accident. When I asked him how he was, he replied, if I were any better, I'd be twins. You want to see my scars? I declined to see his wounds, but I did ask him what had gone through his mind as the accident took place. The first thing that went through my mind was the well-being of my soon-to-be-born daughter, he replied. Then as I lay on the ground, I remembered that I had two choices. I could choose to live or I could choose to die. I chose to live. Weren't you scared? Did you lose consciousness, I asked. He continued, the paramedics were great. They kept telling me I was going to be fine. But when they wheeled me into the ER and I saw the expressions on the faces of the doctors and nurses, I got really scared. In their eyes, I read, he's a dead man. I knew I needed to take action. What did you do, I asked. Well, there was a big burly nurse shouting questions at me, said John. She asked if I was allergic to anything. Yes, I replied. The doctors and nurses stopped working as they waited for my reply. I took a deep breath and yelled, gravity. (laughs) Over their laughter, I told them, I am choosing to live. Operate on me as if I am alive, not dead. He lived thanks to the skill of his doctors, but also because of his amazing attitude. I learned from him that every day we have the choice to live fully. You always have two choices. You always have two choices. That you can be beat up in your attitude or you can stay upbeat even when you've been beat up. You always have two choices. You'll notice an interesting truth that the Bible teaches about this, how important it is to stay upbeat even when you get beat up. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 15. Notice what it says, Proverbs 15, 15. It says, all the days of the afflicted are evil. Notice that. All the days of the afflicted are evil. That's odd, isn't it? All the days of the afflicted, the afflicted is simply saying this is somebody who's going through life's difficulties. All the days of somebody who's really right in the midst, who's really being beat up. Bible says all their days are evil. Now, I I said to myself, it has to be something more than that. That doesn't sound fair. It doesn't sound right. Just because you're going through a lot, that doesn't seem fair for all your days to be evil. Now, does it? And then when I read it in the Amplified, I understood it clearly. The Amplified reads it this way. All the days of the desponding and afflicted are made evil by anxious thoughts and forebodings. So I realize 
Their days are not automatically evil. Their days are evil because they make them evil because of their attitudes and because of their thoughts. If you think everything is bad and if you have a bad attitude and if you're grumpy and if you're bitter and if you're complaining, all your days are evil, the Bible says, because you are making your days evil. So the Bible is saying we have a choice. We can make our days good or we can make our days evil. Turn to your neighbor and say, what type of day are you going to have? Are you going to make your days evil or will you make your days good? The Bible says we make our days evil or good based on our thoughts, based on our attitude, based on our actions, based on our outlook. You determine whether your days are evil or good. I read an interesting story about this man. He was born He's an incredible man. He's, he's, he's achieved and accomplished so much. He is, he's a motivational speaker, speaks all over the world. He's written several books. Uh, he's a consultant to Fortune 500 business. He's just an incredible man. But I read his story. Uh, he was born with no hands. He was born with no hands, and he was born with a shriveled up foot that they later amputated. So here's a man, he's, has, he's missing, he only has one foot and no hands, and in college, he made the tennis team, not only made the team, but became a star tennis player, and even went on to become a professional tennis player, just an outstanding individual. And another gentleman read about his story and invited him to have a cup of coffee with him. And this man went to have a cup of coffee with the man who had read about his story. When he, when he got there and he extended his arm to shake his hand, the man extended his hand and he realized this man was missing his hand too. And he thought to himself, this is great. Here's somebody older than I am who will be a, a mentor to me, who will, who will be able to really tell me how to really thrive in life, even despite our handicap. And it was complete opposite. The older gentleman sat down and began complaining. Oh, he began complaining about how unfair life had been to him, how the decks were stacked against him, how the world owed him something, how he could never get a break, couldn't keep a job, how he just slacked off. And he just, and that other young man, he said, wait a minute, this is not what I thought it was. And he said, he said, I have realized that even if this man didn't have any handicaps, he would be crippled on the inside all the days of his life because he has a negative attitude and a negative outlook on life. And he said, even though we have the same disabilities, we are two completely different men. And so your days, the Bible says, your days are made evil because of your despondency, because of your bad attitude, because you're beat up instead of being upbeat in your attitude and outlook and approach to life. All the days of the afflicted are evil, and that's because they are moaning around, groping around. And the more they grope and complain, the darker their days become. You become a magnet to what you receive in life by the very force field of what you're giving off in life.
And so when you give off this, this negative attitude and this negative state of mind, you draw those things. And that's why the Bible says the days of the afflicted are evil. But notice what it goes on to say. It, it goes on to say, but, but he that has, um, uh, what verse are we reading in Proverbs fifteen fifteen? Notice what it goes on to say. But he that is of a merry heart hath a continual feast. Oh, he that's upbeat, he that's upbeat in his attitude, no matter what's coming at him in life, it doesn't matter what's coming at him in life, he's always having a feast. His days are getting brighter. His days are getting better. He's having a feast, even though things may not be all right. But because he's upbeat, even when he's beat up, the Bible says he'll have a continual feast, a continual feast in his, in his life. And so the Bible shares that attitude that we are to have. I, I read something interesting about uh, a lady by the name of Irma Bombeck. She was a, uh, a great author and uh, she was a columnist, humorist, and had a wonderful career. And I, I read, I didn't realize she had gone through all of this, and yet she still maintained such an upbeat personality and outlook on life and inspired her readers for years. And I, I just read a little bit about her life. I want to read it to you. It says, she says, I speak at college commencements all the time, and I tell everyone, I'm up here and, and they're down there not because of my successes, but because of my failures. Then I proceed to spin all of them off. So she begins telling them about everything she's failed and what she's gone through in life. She said, I had a comedy record album that sold two copies in Beirut. <laughs> she said, I had a sitcom that lasted about as long as a donut in our house. She said, I had a Broadway play that never saw Broadway. She said, I had book signings where I attracted two people. One who wanted directions to the restroom and the other who wanted to buy the desk. What you have to tell yourself is, I'm not a failure. I failed at doing something. There's a big difference. I failed at doing something, but I'm not a failure. Personally and career-wise, it's been a corduroy road for me. She had four pregnancies and lost two of her babies. She says, I've buried babies. I've lost my parents. I had breast cancer. I had a... Um, I had, she had her breast removed. I, I don't know the technical term for that. Mastectomy. Thank you. She said, I had kidney failure on dialysis every day, worried over the kids. But she said, the trick is, I put it all in perspective. And she said, that's what I do for a living. So she was a humorist. And so I just love it that she was able to brighten the lives of other people 
She maintained her spunk. She maintained her outlook on life. She maintained her humor, still able to laugh, still able to enjoy life, still able to succeed because she was upbeat even though she was beat up. Upbeat even though she was beat up. John Maxwell said this. He said there are two types of people. He said you're going to either have splatters or you're going to have bouncers. He said, here's the difference. He said, when a splatter hits the ground, when they hit rock bottom, they fall apart and they stick to the bottom like glue. But he said, when a bouncer hits the bottom, they pull themselves together and they bounce back. And so I want to ask you today, Are you a splatter or are you a bouncer? Turn to your neighbor and say, are you a splatter or are you a bouncer? Staying upbeat even when you've been beat up. Staying upbeat even when you've been beat up. I I was called to the hospital the other night for one of our dear families, the Hester family. Tanya Hester, her daughter had a premature baby and they called me to the hospital and the baby just had hours to live and I noticed that when I got there, even that they gave me the grim report and the dismal news, but I noticed in all of their eyes there was something beaming. There was still a living hope. There was still a lively faith. There was still peace there. There was still victory. Somehow they still knew God had them in the palm of his hand. They knew God was in control. They still knew it. And then we prayed and we rejoiced and we did our best. And, and they, they informed me hours later that, that the baby did go on home to be with the Lord in heaven. But they said, we're fine. They said, we're actually, we're actually relieved. We're actually glad it's over. We have found joy even in our trial, even in our tribulation. We have learned to triumph. We've learned to trust God. We've, we've learned to know that God is with us even when we don't quite understand it. God is still with us and he has been with us and he has seen us through and he has received the baby unto himself. And I said to myself, here's a family that's remaining upbeat even when they've been beat up. And life will beat you up. Life will beat you up. But we have two choices. You'll always have two choices. You can either be beat up or you can be upbeat. And you got to make that choice no matter what life brings against you. I love the, I love the apostle Paul in that second Corinthians chapter four, verse eight, we begin to read. Notice what he said. I've been cast down. He was beat up, but now he's upbeat, but he said, I'm not destroyed. In other words, he said, I've been knocked down, but I'm not knocked out. He stayed upbeat. He stayed upbeat. He said, he said, I've been persecuted. But wait a minute, I haven't been forsaken. He stayed upbeat. He was beat up, but he stayed upbeat. And that's the way we have to be in life. 
We have to be able to roll with the punches and take and take stride in life and live life with the attitude, I'm going to let nothing rob my spirit. Nothing is going to rob my victory. Nothing is going to rob my joy. I'm going to be upbeat even when I am beat up. Praise God. We're out of time. I want you to go to airjesus.com. You can listen to this message, message number 7437. Staying upbeat even when you've been beat up. You can also email this message to a friend absolutely free of charge. And we want to thank you so much for joining us today at Brothers of the Word because, brother, you need the Word. This ends message number 7438 by C. Elijah Brauner. To hear other messages or to send this message number 7438 to a friend, simply go to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com. This was part one of Staying Upbeat Even When You Get Beat Up by C. Elijah Brauner. Part two is 7439. This message was number 7438. That's 7438. Listen to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com often and keep your spirit charged up.